You are Locked On Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making us your first listen every day. I'm Stacey Gotsoulias, and with me, as always, is my producer, Steve Granado. Steve, is it Juan Soto Day-ish? <laughs> it's Juan's Day. Yeah. It's Juan's Day on Locked On Yankees. Yeah, it's Juan's Day. Good one. Thank you. I'm good at that kind of stuff. Uh, hey, guys, thanks for clicking on the show. Hey, we're Monday, Wednesday, Friday now on Lockdown Yankees for the next couple of months before spring training. So just as a heads up for our everydayers out there, that's why there wasn't an episode yesterday. It felt super, super weird, by the way, not recording on a Monday night. It was really uh, I'm I'm actually not comfortable now because I've gotten so used to recording all the time with you because, you know, I slacked off a little bit when I was recording by myself because it was hard to keep up. And yeah, it was I was like, what did I forget to do? Like, I felt like I forgot to do something. It was just really I was very uneasy. I didn't like it at all. Yeah, I, know. I was just like staring at the clock like we should record. What? Yeah, like we shouldn't we, should... we, re- we be recording by now. What's happening? <laughs> anyway, thanks again for clicking, guys. Uh, we're going to talk about the offseason a little bit. Of course, uh, Yoshinobu Yamamoto with the lightest possible news news humanly possible uh, humanly possible we'll talk about that a little bit later on in the show the Yankees did make a trade with the Dodgers this week we need to break that down a little bit for you as well but of course Stacey Juan Soto introduced as a Yankee in a very uh paywalled way um in a very uninspiring way maybe I don't know your thoughts on just generally before we jump into some of the things that we're taking away from this press conference but just the press conference being on zoom and on yes on t- and only the yes app like it's kind of weird so weird. I mean, I get that that's how the world is now. And, you know, when you can't get everyone together and I kind of understand because I think everyone and their mother was out in California meeting with Yamamoto. So they couldn't probably, they probably all couldn't get back to New York or do anything with Soto. So they just figured, all right, we'll do this on zoom. But it was very odd. I will say though, most people's connections were pretty good. I was, I was impressed because there's always some sort of screw up with zoom. And for the most part, it was actually pretty smooth. I'll give them credit on that. Not bad. Uh, we watched it. We have some clips we wanted to take from uh, that here today. Of course, this was on Tuesday, December 12th, that Juan Soto spoke to the media for the first time officially as a Yankee. Um, so there are three things that we wanted to talk about here today, Stacy, that Soto talked about that are of note to you. Uh, especially as you head into the season, the one-year contract, all that kind of stuff, everything you need to know, and where his head is at. And the first thing, Stacy, that we're going to uh, talk about here today is it's seemingly that Juan Soto is not even close to entertaining the thought for an extension. Take a listen. Are you open to discussing an extension with the Yankees, and what are your priorities when that time does come? My priorities right now is just... uh get to know the team, get to know the guys, right? Really. Uh, for me, um, I going to the team, to New York, to Tampa, whatever, uh, whatever I'm going to meet those guys um, and try to get a real good relationship and try to uh, really stick together, get to know those guys and, and push and try to get the same goal as they want. Um, you know, that's, that's what my main thing is right now about uh, any contract stuff uh they know who where to call and who to talk to uh, i'm here just to play baseball and try to keep concentrated and play baseball i know it's been the talk in new york already about an extension and keeping you here and those sort of things is that hard for you to to put out of your head i mean i've been doing it for six years uh, 
for now. So I think yeah, it's, it's not going to be that hard because I have one of the best agents in the league. So I think I put everything on him and let him do his magic. Stace, he shot it down multiple times. Those were just two times he was asked. I believe he was asked on four different occasions. Four about different times. <laughs> and he shot it down every single time. Mm -hmm. Your thoughts on that? Well, one, I get why they were asking it, but I figured by the third rejection, I wouldn't have asked it the fourth time. Um, but he's smart. I mean, he doesn't, you don't know how things are going to go. And, you know, we, I, I understand why he's non-committal and he's always been wa not non-committal. That works. Nice. Non-committal about nice. stuff. Um, so I don't blame him for that, but it was just, I was laughing the entire time. I'm like, there's another, I'm like, how many times are they going to ask him the same question, but word it differently? Like, are, are they going to try and trick him into saying, oh yeah, I'm thinking about, no, he's not. And he's always been like that. So I just found that amusing. Yeah. Sticking to his guns. Uh, first little taste of New York media, right? Like that was like, eh, eh, let me go from a different angle. See if I can sneak in there. No, nope. Nope. Mm -mm. Not playing portal, man. He is That's savvy, that kid. I love it. I he love is. it because he's, he's been around for a while. So it's it's not like he's a you know a 24 year old that's only played for a couple of years. He's been around since 2018. He knows his way around the press conferences and and media. And he's I I like him. I'm I'm enjoying him so far. And uh, I only just got a taste of it. So yeah, it was good. Like for me, as every dares know. Sometimes I'm good at predicting the future and other times I'm not so good at predicting the future. I think this time, this way I am going to be 100% correct. Juan Soto is very clearly not interested in talking about an extension, especially right. at this stage. And he should not be no. interested in talking about an extension, but that's not going to stop every single article in the world <sighs> over the next 300 days. I know to be, <laughs> Is Juan Soto hinting at an extension? So I'm just preparing all of you right now. I was right about the pitch clock. I was right about Garrett Cole. I was right about a lot of things this season. You and are. this is another one I'm going to go ahead and call my shot on. And it's not that hard to call my shot on. You're going to see way too many articles, big air quotes, about Juan Soto hinting at an extension. If it's not concrete, if it doesn't come from the horse's mouth, it's not real. Just saying you saw it right there. He is not interested in talking about it. Done. We're not going to talk about it from this point forward. Yeah. That's it. This is the moment. Every dare is no moving forward. We're not talking about it anymore. He's not interested. Nope. nope. Okay, cool. Baseball stuff. Stacy. he also talked about playing at Yankee Stadium, which we kind of touched on uh, a couple of days ago in our Where Should the uh, Yankees Put Juan Soto in the Lineup episode. If you missed that, go check it out. It was Monday's episode released. But uh, he talked about his approach which is super important. Take a listen. Playing the majority of your, your games now at Yankee Stadium, uh, what your take is on that. And uh, for a guy whose power is traditionally left center, um, you know, what that, uh, if that right field, short right field porch might, uh, you know, change your, your approach any? I mean, definitely not. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to keep my same approach. Uh, we all know that there's a really short porch right there and um, it's going to be on your mind, but definitely I'm going to try to stay in the same approach I've been doing. That's what it takes me all the way where I'm at right now. So I think uh, there's no reason to change it. I think I'm going to be trying to do the same thing. And if I get the chance to pull any ball and, and, and hit it that way, that's fine for me. But definitely, uh, like you say, my strength is going less center. And I think that's, that's what I'm going to try to do.
Stacey, I think this is awesome for him mm -hmm. to be having this mindset already. I was worried that he was going to try and become pool happy, which is in his career has not really worked out for him. Um, so I think that, you know, like we said in that episode the other day, it's super important Yan Yankees fans understand where his approach is at because it's not pool happy. Yes. I like that too. I liked his answer. Um, because that is the worst thing that happens when sometimes guys come over here and that short porch is very inviting and they sometimes try to change the way they play and it, it's like disastrous results. So, um, I appreciate that he knows where his bread and butter is and uh it's gonna be great for the yankees that he's hitting it to left center he doesn't have to pull it he just has to hit and he will so yeah it's just it's trusting himself like clearly his career has taken him to this path being traded twice uh and being the hottest commodity every single time um <laughs> and all the things that have surrounded him like he doesn't get that just by being a random dude who plays baseball he's legit and uh he should not change his approach just because the ballpark might give him a home run or two more in the long run, it probably ends up hurting him more than helping him if he changes his approach. So I think that's a great idea. Uh, but of course, Stacey, he had one more thing we wanted to take away here today. And he talked a lot about what he can bring to this team. And I really liked his answer. What do you hope is your intended impact uh, on offensive side of the ball? I mean, there's a lot of excitement uh, with the Yankees front office about bringing you on. In the perfect season, what do you do? In a, in a perfect season, is just win a championship. That's what I think. <laughs> uh, but definitely, yeah, just come over, try to play uh, good ball, try to do my job, and try to help the team to win as much as we can. That, that's that's the mindset, and I, that's, I think, my positive. I'm going to be positive. I'm going to bring energy every day. I think that's 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 what I got to bring to the table. Everybody knows about the numbers and everything, but I think... My main thing is just to bring the energy and give the, those guys a good vibe to to support each other and try to win a championship. Stacey, the big word there being energy, a thing this team sorely lacked in 2023. Yep. I mean, losing does cause that to happen. Um, but I did like that he mentioned that Glaber, Cole, Rizzo, Judge reached out to him already and he's getting to know the guys and he's excited to play with all of them. And I think he did mention left field when he said where he was probably going to play. Oh, when they asked him about what it's like uh, or what it's going to be like for him to play in front of the Dominicans in the Bronx and be yes. on the side that they're rooting for and not booing. And he said, I enjoyed it when they were booing me too, but I'm going to like it when they cheer for me better. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I love that. I love uh, the two different journalists that asked that, thank you for asking that question. It's super, super important because you should not overlook that. It's a massive deal. Mm -hmm. um, the Latino community is massive in baseball, as we all know. You're looking at it right here. Um, so, uh, yeah, super important that they ask that question. But I do love the energy aspect that he's bringing to this. And, again, it's something that the Yankees really, really missed out on in 2023. Um, and it's something that Juan Soto is known for. So he's a, he's a shot in the arm, uh, not just offensively, but mentally. I think it's a really, really big deal. Uh, mm -hmm. Let us know what you're thinking about this press conference, uh, especially the weirdness surrounding it and being on <laughs> Yes and the Yes app only. Uh, as far as I know, I didn't see it. Like, I don't know if they took it on MLB Network too, if they like simulcasted or whatever, but it was just kind of weird. It's like, this should be everywhere, man. It should be everywhere, regardless.
besides the point. Um, hey, don't forget to uh, join the Lockdown Yankees Insiders Club. If you're new around these parts, we have the Lockdown Yankees Insiders Club. You can text Stacy. You can text me. Uh, you can also drop Fan Mail Friday questions in there and get priority for that. You get breaking news updates. Everything that you need to know comes through the Lockdown Yankees Insiders Club. There's a 14-day free trial in the episode description. Just click that link in there, um, and it'll bridge you get you on over to the website. You can sign up. It's super, super easy. It's only a couple of clicks and you're done. And then check it out for two weeks. If you don't like it, no sweat. See you later. Uh, anyway, speaking of seeing you later, we'll see you later on the other side of this. When we come back, Yankees made a trade with the Dodgers. Is it good? Is it bad? Did they give up a lot? Did they get a lot? That's next. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's an easy $150 if your team wins. If you consider joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is a breeze to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and you can combine prop bets on a game into a single-game parlay for even more fun and more chances to win big. This coming Sunday, the Giants will be in New Orleans to face the Saints. The Saints are favored by six, while the Jets will be down in Miami to face the Dolphins, and the Dolphins are now eight-and-a-half point favorites over the Jets. And the Yankees' World Series odds in 2024 have changed since acquiring Juan Soto. They're at plus 950. So go to FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Back now on Locked On, Yankees. Hey, everydayers out there, you guys already know it's Fan Mail Friday coming up on Friday. Of course, not just that, but we're also going to be talking about what the Yankees need to do next. What's next on the agenda? Yes, Soto, big check mark done. What's next for the Yankees? That's coming up on Friday. And of course, also for everydayers out there, now that we are not Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and now that we're just three times a week, you guys got to find something to watch on Tuesday and Thursday. Why not check out the Lockdown Sports Today 24 streaming YouTube channel? It's there for you every day. You might as well flip it on. Might as well hit subscribe over there, too. Again, that's the Lockdown Yankees. Oh, not the Lockdown Yankees. Lockdown Sports Today 24-7 streaming YouTube channel. Search for it today. Uh, all the biggest news and headlines every day. It's super cool. All right, Stace, the Yankees made a trade on Monday. We wanted to talk about it here today. They traded... Shortstop prospect Trey Sweeney to the Los Angeles Dodgers for Jorbit Vivas and Victor Gonzalez. Vivas is a short, uh, second base prospect. Victor Gonzalez is a left-handed reliever. Stacey, your initial thoughts on this move? I was surprised it was Trey Sweeney. <laughs> I know that there's, you know, a lot of blockage in front of him, but um, I wasn't expecting it to be a name that I knew. <laughs> in the trade just with the way that they worded it and how it didn't come out for hours they just said the Yankees and the Dodgers made a trade and it, invo it involved prospects and this and that and I was just thinking oh okay I was thinking it was just going to be some person and uh I was kind of surprised it was Trey Sweeney but I understand why it was Trey Sweeney that makes sense yeah um I'm gonna come out and flat out say this I think it's a great move mm. I think it's a really really good move I like Trey Sweeney um for maybe newer viewers of the show, especially people coming over from the Juan Soto stuff and all that. Um, I knew Trey Sweeney when he was in college. Uh, I covered him uh, in summer ball. As a matter of fact, in North Carolina uh, during the 2020 COVID year in which we had like four teams in the league and then the team got COVID at the end of the year and it canceled the rest of the season. It was a nightmare. 
But Trace Sweeney was one of the good things uh, about that summer. Uh, So he was he was great. Uh, We tried to get him on the show. Couldn't get him on the show. Didn't work out. Uh, That's how we ended up getting the Richard Fitz interview. So basically 0 for 2 here, by the way. Oh, boy. Throwing that out there. That (laughs) just hit my brain. So sorry. So there's a peek behind the curtain. When we had Richard Fitz on the show, we initially were trying to get Trey Sweeney on the show, and he couldn't do it. So we got Fitz instead. They are now both no longer in the organization. So put it, put it out to the world. Don't, don't get interviewed by Lockdown Yankees. Um, anyway, besides the point, I think this is a great move. I, again, I like Trey Sweeney, but I don't think he was going to be part of this club moving forward. I didn't see a path for him moving forward. Uh, essentially, he would have to move to third base. And, and you had said know- that. You know, yeah. when when you were talking about all the different moves that the Yankees could make and who would you would you had always said that he was probably not going to be. So, yes, this is a good move for him. <laughs> yeah, I think it's great for him. The Dodgers were clearly lacking on middle infield um, and they have been for a while ever since Trey Turner, ever since Corey Seager, like they have been trying to put it together. It didn't work out last season up the middle either. So they've been just trying to figure it out and be a stopgap. Trey Sweeney's not going to factor in the equation in 24 in Los Angeles. That's for sure. Um, They don't care about offense right now. Uh, They care deeply about pitching. Just throwing that out there. Regardless, Mm -hmm. uh, I think you gave up something from the strength of this organization that is probably going to hurt the organization the least. We've talked a lot about the depth that the Yankees have up the middle. You obviously know about Volpe. You obviously know about Oswald Peraza. But when you look a little bit further down the pipeline, you got a little bit more there too when you're looking at Jared Serna and you're looking at um, George Lombard Jr. You have good depth there up the middle, and those guys could possibly slot in a different spot. And what I think is really good about this is this frees up stuff for the Dodgers and it frees up stuff for the Yankees. I think this is a good move on both sides. The Dodgers very clearly needed to clear some 40-man space. And they very clearly uh, needed to do that because of one giant massive name that they need to add to the 40-man roster. They give up a good reliever, but the Dodgers know they have a lot of work to do on the pitching front period. So losing a Victor Gonzalez, like it doesn't help you, but it, you know, wasn't like, Oh my gosh, now we lost Victor Gonzalez. Now all hope is lost. And then we signed Otani for nothing. And this like, that's not the case. Dorby. Um, I like him. I think he's a great batter. I think he's an okay glove. Um, I think he is quasi Glaber. Hmm. Uh, Without the power necessarily, uh, Jorby Vivas uh, is a Venezuelan. We know the Yankees love their Venezuelan. Uh, he is a bat to ball type hitter. It has always been throughout his career. Kind of, kind of Luis Arias like in that mm-hmm. regard. Maybe not that that talented, but uh, is immediately in the top ten in the Yankees prospect list. So he immediately fits right in. He's played. He got to AAA last season. So that's great. He's a little bit younger than Trey Sweeney was. Obviously, Sweeney, if he were going to get anything, it maybe would have been second base. It maybe would have been third base. It didn't look like he was going to play any shortstop in the Yankees' future unless there were a couple of injuries. Um, so Vivas kind of like shifts it a little bit for the Yankees, gives them a slightly younger guy, gives them uh, a slightly better bat, probably less power but more bat-to-ball skills. Um, and, you know, they didn't really have a second baseman waiting in the wings that isn't Oswald Peraza. So I do like this move on that front. I think what you get out of Victor Gonzalez is really nice for the Yankees too, Stace. I mentioned that it's not a massive loss for the Dodgers who have a whole bunch of things to do on the pitching front. Um, 
But Gonzalez is a sinker slider change guy, and he's a ground ball machine, which the Yankees are always looking to get ground ball machines, especially with the defense that they have, and especially with the ballpark they have. Victor Gonzalez is young. He's controllable. I was just looking at his contract here. He's uh, arbitration eligible for the first time this year, so he is three years of controllability this is a really really good move for the yankees i like it on pretty much every front it helped out the dodgers it helped out the yankees i think everybody wins here it's good enough for me (laughs) (laughs) it's great we've talked about it a lot already stace that the yankees have a lot to do on the pitching front less to do on the reliever side but you're always looking for more capable relievers we know they're going to make some signings they have to make some signings um, they've made a few small ones already. They lost Greg Weissert, who was kind of the backup, but Victor Gonzalez is above Greg Weissert in my mind. So and, and you needed a lefty badly needed a lefty. Um, they still, in my mind, I don't know how they got through basically all last season with only one lefty in the bullpen, but, um, you know, we could still see a Wandy reunion out of this. I don't think this is like the Wandy replacement, but I think I was just like, going to ask you that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's the Wandy replacement, but I, I do think it's like, Oh, well, if we don't end up getting Wandy, that's okay. We do right. have a lefty. Yeah. So I like this move a lot, man. I like this move a lot. Obviously, this is not the Juan Soto sexy move. Like, clearly, duh. Right. Juan is a better trade. Of course it is. Um, but I really like this, dude. I, I, I'm very happy with this trade. And I think the Dodgers are getting something, you know, potentially out of Trey Sweeney, too. Uh, he, he falls into the depth chart. He's not going to be 40-man there. And, like, he doesn't have to be. And, like, I don't know, man. This is was a kind of a no brainer. And you texted me like, uh, what was my, uh, I think my response when you texted me, the trade was makes sense. Yes. <laughs> right? That was like the first thing I said, yeah. uh, let me double check. Yeah. I let think that's what you up. said. <laughs> yep. Literally you sent me the trade. You sent me the, the screenshot of it at seven in the morning when I was just waking up. <laughs> it was the first thing I saw that morning. I pulled up my phone and I remember three hour time difference. I pulled up my phone and I looked at it and it was like, I think my audible, like I just went, Oh, okay. <laughs> like half asleep. Uh, I was like, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> so yeah, I'm good with it. But the more I've thought about it, the more I like it. Yeah. I was enjoying, you know, because they just said that there was a trade. They didn't mention anyone who was in it for literally hours. And people were joking. Oh, man, the Yankees are getting Freddie and Mookie. It's going to be great. <laughs> yeah. They need to clear 40-man spot. Okay, cool. Let's yeah. let's get Freddie and Mookie. Mm-hmm. Give me Walker you know, goof, while you're at it, too. As a goof, you know, but it was just, it was funny seeing some of the tweets because people were having fun with it because you knew that, obviously, but it was just like, oh, yeah, great. And that I was, was also really before. Curious. I was genuinely curious if they're going to move Gavin Lux there at that moment for some reason. Mm. I don't know why that name popped into my head, um, but not something that the Yankees necessarily needed, obviously. Mm-mm. But. Yeah, I don't know. I just because I saw Glucks was one of the first guys that tweeted about Shohei, and I was just totally waiting for him to be the first guy gone. <laughs> but anyway, that's besides the point. Um, yeah, let us know how you're feeling about this trade. Are you uh, as like optimistic as it is that I am? Like, I think you know, if we're giving grades out, I'm giving a B plus of this season so far. Like, am I cautiously <laughs> optimistic about the 2024 Yankees? Hello, Steve. What? what? <laughs> I mean, these, the moves are good. The moves are you are feeling good. okay? <laughs> There's still a lot to do, but the moves are good. It's, it's December, and I'm not mad. That's a good. It's a good sign. Um, all right. Uh, when we come back, we want to talk a little bit more about the off season. Of course, a little bit on Yoshinobu Yamamoto. That's next. Back now on Locked On Yankees, Stace. Uh, we want to talk a little bit about the off season so far. Of course, the winter meetings are over right now, three days a week. So things are kind of slowed down a little bit after a very furious 
last week. Um, let's start with this Yamamoto stuff. Obviously, the Yankees officially met with him on Monday, but not much made of it, which is to be expected. Um, yeah. Anytime these meetings happen, in case you're like looking for news, you're like, why is there nothing about Yamamoto? He's supposed to meet with other teams still. Like, this is still pretty early on in the process. Yeah, he's meeting with like basically everyone. Um, I do think it's interesting that the Yankees basically sent everyone out to California to meet with him because it wasn't just Hal. It wasn't just Cashman. Uh, Randy Levine was there. Aaron Boone was there. Matt Blake was there. So it was a whole, you know. Cavalcade. I was just going to say that. That's the exact word I was just going to say. Nice. See, mm, all those days of all those weeks of recording five times a, uh, uh -huh. a week, you know, Um but yeah, as you said, nothing's really going to come out from it. We're not going to know anything. So don't assume anything. Don't assume the worst. Don't assume the best. Just sit there and wait. I know it's hard. <laughs> it's like, you know, you want to know what's going to happen because you know the Yankees really need this guy. And, you know, they're pulling out all the stops. And if they don't get him, they, tr you know, they did what they needed to do, which is what you want them to do. Right. So. Yeah. 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 They met with him. I'm sure they showed them the ropes and taught them the Yankee way and did all that kind of stuff. So like, that's, <laughs> that's all that's going to happen out of this. Um, again, if you're looking, if you're furiously scrolling, if you're furiously scrolling on Monday and refreshing and hoping to get like, what happened to the meeting? What happened in the meeting? Like, you're not going to get it. It's very light stuff. Um, only they know what happened to that meeting. You might see something trickle out of it, but probably only if it's super good or super bad. Like that's the only thing that's like, Yoshinobu Yamamoto storms at a Yankees meeting like he's seen throwing papers in an office like that that's when it would come out but like if it were a basic regular old meeting of a first conversation hello my name is Aaron Boone nice to meet you yeah then like that's all that's going to happen it's just a regular old business meeting really at that point could, so. could you imagine uh, if that actually happened in a free agent meeting where some oh, guys stormed? That. that would be great Oh, that would be the best thing. I'd be like, what was said? I gotta know. Yeah. Like, what did they, how did they insult him? What happened? <laughs> <laughs> Juicy. Mm -hmm. uh, but Stacey, your thoughts uh, outside of that? Um, again, the dust has kind of settled a little bit. Guys getting their press conferences. There's still some big names on the, on the market still. Obviously, Blake Snell is still out there. Um, I don't know. Like the Royals have been kind of weird. What's going on? I was just <laughs> going to bring that up. I'm like, what's going up with the, what's going on with the Royals? Um, Seth Lugo, that happened. Um, Will Smith, Will Smith. Which, does that mean they're going to win the World Series now? Because everywhere he goes, they win a World Series. So Signed Garrett Hampson a couple of weeks ago, too. Garrett Hampson, of course, turned it around in Miami after a long stint in Colorado. I just like Garrett Hampson, been a friend of his for a little <laughs> bit. Uh, but yeah, like there's been, it's like, what's going on in Kansas City? I was just like, I keep seeing these weird signings. I'm like, are they yeah. competing next year? Like, what's happening? Yeah, and it's funny because when people were waiting for... Um, I think it was when they were waiting for the Otani news. Um, the first Kansas City move was mentioned over the weekend and people were like, because Passon had tweeted it out and everyone's like, that's not what we're waiting for. But good for the <laughs> good for the Royals. <laughs> yeah, no, super cool. Uh, I just also saw that they're interested in Stroman. Like, yeah, like, like what are they doing? Yeah, are they, like, like are, are, they, are they going for it? But like, like halfway, they, like, what are they doing? Yeah, because uh, yeah, that does feel like a halfway. Like, okay, let's try and get a little something going in 2024. So we're not like, you know, one of the worst teams in baseball, but maybe like making a move to try and make us better or something. I wonder if they're trying to be the 2022 to 23 Cubs. I wonder if they're trying to be like, let's do a bunch of these little moves. Mm. Like, 
get one big splash maybe and then like let's try and turn this thing around because like the central yes the twins were good last season but the central's still not like a foregone conclusion it never mm-hmm. is it never is both actually both centrals are never you never really know what's going to happen in both central divisions which is so odd to me but it, it just feels like that every year yeah um thoughts elsewhere teams that are surprising you teams that aren't surprising you are you surprised that snell hasn't signed yet I'm a little surprised about that um, because I feel like this feels like one of those years where things are going to be happening ahead of the holidays and not like one of those years where we're waiting until spring training for people to sign like the Harper Machado year, you know? Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of other what other moves have been made. Um, oh, uh, the Mariners and the Braves made that move. Um yeah, that that trade. Oh, that was a whole Jared, like Gerald Kelnick not thanking the Mariners in his Instagram post. And I'm like, I would don't blame him. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah, that was juicy. That was a nice little soap opera moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are always the fun ones where you're just kind of like where the fans are confused. The players are like, what the hell? And <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Higgy had a very nice thank you message to the Yankees. Yes. Yeah, he did. Um, You know, because people were like, He's been with them that long. I was like, well, yeah, he was, he was young when he Born was drafted by the Yankees. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh, how about, how about the Braves? Uh, there was another weird Braves move where the Braves traded the, uh, for David Fletcher and Max Stassi. And then the next day flicks flipped Max Stassi. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I was like, okay, interesting. Yeah. Where did Stassi go again? Uh, Chicago White Sox. Right. White Sox. I knew it was somewhere north. I couldn't think of where it was. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Weird. It's kind of strange stuff happening. But the, the Royals are the most confusing to me right now. I just don't understand what they're doing. Yeah. I mean, it's good because at least they're going to try and make the team a little, like better than what they were in 23. But um, they need to. It's time. It's time yeah. for them to figure something out in Kansas City. It, it's a, you know, it was fun when they got better and won and it was you know i was rooting for them and not just because they were playing for the mets i was actually rooting for them because they hadn't won a world series since i was in what elementary school so that was a really long time ago and i just i like when the teams you don't expect have a little bit of a run in them and make it to the mountaintop kind of like the nationals in 2019 so I mean, it'd be nice if the Royals could pick things up again, because you want teams like that to be successful. You don't want to see the same teams in the playoffs. That's why it was fun to see the Diamondbacks this year and, you know, teams that you didn't expect to make it as far like the Diamondbacks and also fun in a way to see the teams you did expect to go far, not go far. So (laughs) always, always keeps on your toes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and that's what we expect, no less, next season when it comes back around here in a couple of months, which, mm-hmm. yes, it's mid-December already, folks. It's already mid-December. So we're, I mean, guys are guys are working out now. Like, it's officially workout season for everybody. Like, this isn't, uh, unless you're injured, it's workout season for every guy right now. Yep. So there you go. It's almost here already. It's not the old um, days where they waited until spring training to work out. Nope. And, no. you know, get fat over the winter and then figure, I'll lose weight in the six weeks that we're training. No, these guys start right away. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, let us know how you're feeling about the offseason so far. Are you confused by the Royals like we are a little bit? Are you hoping that they start to try and make a push here? Because, hey, man, rising tide lifts all boats. I want every team to be better. I want every fan base to enjoy baseball. That's just how it is, man. I want it. Um, but let us know how you're feeling about that. Of course, the Trey Sweeney trade and all the Soto stuff. I'm curious what you guys are thinking about that. And don't forget, Fan Mail Fridays here in a couple of days. Um, so we will see you guys uh, in that episode. And that's going to do it for today's episode of Lockdown Yankees. I'm Steve Granato. And I'm Stacey Gatsoulias. We will see you on Friday.